What's up, everyone? I am so excited for this podcast episode because it has to do with music. And Tori and I live, breathe, and worship music, which is really exciting. We love it. Um, again, I'm Justine, the person. I'm Tori. Yes. And this is the Get Out of the Way podcast. So, Get today- out of the way. So, oh my God. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I'm in a weird mood. I'm sorry. Keep up. Anyway, so I, because this is our first podcast, last week we did our intro, I want to ask Tori, and I'll answer this question as well, what is one thing last week that you got out of the way of that makes sense? I actually have a good answer for this, I think. So um, I hate taking pictures of myself. I hate looking at pictures of myself. My social media has been very in flux last five years of my life. Like I'll randomly delete all of my posts. I'll randomly add things back. I'm very like selective with my posting. I just, I hate like pictures are just like the epitome of me being able to pick apart the things that I don't like about myself. And I had engagement pictures this weekend, which my sister and her best friend who are both professionally employed photographers are actually employed at the same business. Um, they took my, my pictures for me, which was great because for every single shot I had, they like had two angles, but anyways, I very much started out in a really uncomfortable place. I literally like we had taken one picture and I was like, can we reschedule? Like, I don't want to do this. And my sister was like, I mean, yes, we can, but I think we should take a few while we're here and just see what happens. Like, let's just get some out of the way while we can. And then of course, like eventually, you know, things got really fun. And, um, Matthew being there was really helpful just because I think he's probably the only person in my life that when he tells, like when they say, Oh, you're so beautiful. I actually believe Mm -hmm. like, I, I don't believe my mom. I don't believe my sister. I don't believe you. Like, I just, I don't believe anyone except Matt. Um, which is an issue, I guess. But, um, so having him there and like telling me those things was really nice, but I had to get my anxiety and my like body hatred out of the way in order to like have a good day and have these pictures that are like really important and something I really want to be able to like frame and all those things. So that was my last week. I love that. Um, so I'm going to share mine. It's going to have a lot of hidden details because it's not a situation, but I just had a friend who's having issues like with her marital status and all of that. And as a friend, I had to really take myself out of the equation and listen to what she was saying. And although I don't agree with everything that's how everything that's going on as I just slammed my elbow. Um, I feel like I just had to get out of my own way in that situation and just like really also get out of her way and out of his way and just realize like there's so many more details, so many more feelings, emotions, feelings in this situation. And I just had to get out of their way, get out of my way and just like look at the situation as a whole unit. So I'm really happy that I did that because I can either be the friend that is super blunt and tells you my opinion on the situation, but I just feel like 
I had to give my own little two cents, but I had to make it very supportive on both sides. So, because I care about mm-hmm. both. So. I think that's a really good example of like being the right kind of friend in terms of getting out of your friend's way. And yeah, um, I like that we're talking about things that are in our way, but that we are acknowledging that we can be in other people's ways. Yes. Okay. So anyway, let's move on to what I'm most excited about, which is the music theme of this podcast. And really quickly, I know that Tori and I can go on a lot of France. So I have like things I want to keep really short and sweet and to the point and then things that we can definitely get into more detail about. Um, the first Just keeping thing, me in check. The first thing I want to talk about is how Tori and I organize our Spotify playlist. Really short and sweet to the point. How, how do you organize your Spotify playlist and why do you do that? I, oh God, I organize them by, shit, okay, I have, I'm going to be, I'm going to be as quick as possible, okay, there are two uses I have for Spotify, one is personal and one is professional, Um, I think I said this, I don't know if I talked about this in the intro last week. I choreograph routines for competitive dancers. I use Justine and I met through competitive dance and I um, have chosen to choreograph into my adult life as something that gives me joy on the side. And I really love it. So I make playlists for people. So when I started getting to the point where I was choreographing for over five different dancers, I couldn't have one like dance ideas playlist. Um, I needed somewhere so that when I heard a random song in a store, and found it, I could directly add it and say, this song is for this person, even if I don't use it for another 10 years. So number one organization is like by people I'm choreographing for. Number two is personal and how I organize my playlists are by the feeling I want to elicit. Um, So whether that's like, I've made several playlists for Matt and I, or I make several playlists for, I make a playlist for every year of law school, but also I have things like melancholy, aesthetic, serotonin summer, coffee calm. Like I create playlists based off of the feeling I want. And they're very much like, they're not cohesive in um, any way other than they are very specific to how I want to feel when I listen to that podcast. Yeah. So my Spotify playlists are definitely conditioned by moods and I have this like travel theme going on. So a lot of my summer songs are under my Miami beach playlist. A lot of my country songs are under my Nashville playlist. And then if I have a song or I should say a playlist that I want to have for someone in mind. So whether it's you or like a boy or something, I will put like Cleveland, Athens, like depending on where they live in the world, I will make that playlist their city. So that is how I organize mine. Before we move on from this topic, I would really like to say that I don't believe anything Justine just said because her playlists are not public and therefore I can never see them. Thank you. And that's the end of my TED talk. Yes, they are. Aren't they? No, you keep all your playlists private. Every time I go, it's like two public playlists. 
which is my Christmas one, <laughs> as it should be. Anyways, just a personal beef with your Spotify, but music is a lot more private to you than it is to me. Yeah, I think I I can't believe that these are. No, most of mine are are public. Not when I go. I think the only ones that I keep private are I have a playlist called home and it's just like songs I'm currently listening to and it's because I haven't sorted them into the correct playlist so it's just very random um but no they should be they should be public and then I think Tori and I should create a Spotify playlist for this podcast episode I like that idea that's fun yeah okay so the next I want to talk about our top five which Tori hated me when I made her do this. And so I looked back on my top five and I still think they hold truth, but I wanted to know if yours have changed. That is so funny you said that because for this podcast, I was trying to figure out what Justine wanted from me and she wouldn't really tell me. So I pulled up top five as my like guidepost. Mm -hmm. I would say... Yeah, uh, these aren't the songs that I think are the most reflective or my best lyrics or my even my favorite songs. They're just the top five songs that I think would get me through most of my life because they cover the most different vibes. Okay, that makes sense. I think mine are... So I wrote down the reasons why I liked each of the song in my t- songs in my top five. So my t- top five are, and then Tori, you can say yours if you want. Um, Put a Little Love on Me by Niall Horan. The Slow Down, Michael Shines. Summer of 69, Brian Adams. One Grain of Sand, Ron Pope. And Hold Back the River by James Bay. I think half of them have to do with the, just the lyrics. It's not even the production, the song itself. It's just a line a line of lyrics that I love. So for example, the Put a Little Love on Me by Niall Horan. There's, I'm going to read you the entire second verse, which is why I love this song. And sometimes I will play this verse over just to hear it. And I won't even listen to the whole song, but I love this verse. And it says, we wrote and we wrote till there were no more words. We laughed and we cried until we saw our worst. Is it wrong that I still wonder where you are? Is it wrong that I still don't know my heart? And I just love that it's just like very poetic and all the things I love about music but then there are some songs that I just love the music like the slowdown it's like this really pretty acoustic guitar that I absolutely love to listen to it's very peaceful the summer of 69 is just like a really good car song it's a classic yeah um hold back the river I love both the lyrics and the music so much because I feel like the lyrics build with the production which I love about that song and then One Grain of Sand by Ron Pope, who was one of my favorite artists. The lyrics, um, you were searching for one grain of sand along an endless beach while I was building you a castle that you just refused to see. And I've always loved that line because I feel like that is how I feel about relationships and friendships like 99% of the time. Okay. <laughs> um, do you want to say your top five? Yeah. Um... I like the way you organize that like through lyrics and stuff. I think mine are very, I'm realizing mine are very 
period of my life center. Um, so always something there to remind me is like very like my parents, um, specifically my mom and I really love that song. We love the drums in that song. Um, but also it's very, um, symbolic of my parents relationship. Mm -hmm. So I think I really love it because it's very family nostalgic oriented. My, and that's by Naked Eyes. Um, my number two is, and these aren't really in an order. I'm just going in the order they're on the podcast or on the playlist. Number two is Cardiac Arrest by Bad Sons. That is like young adult self-discovery me. I love, that was when I was really starting to get into more like indie alternative, just like not mainstream pop. Like I think Bad Sons is still a little poppy. Like it's not anything super crazy out there, but it's not mainstream. Um, and I really love the way it sounds. I love the way I feel when I listen to Cardiac Arrest. Um, and it's just very like symbolic of who I am now. You and I both is the hopeless romantic in me. This is by Jason Mraz, but also the theme of that song and the lyrics always come back to words. Um, like, was it you who spoke the words that things would happen, but just not to me? And then it's like um, writing hundreds and hundreds of pages um, for you. And then the end of the song is um, I'm finally out of words. Um, but it's a very disjointed, pocketed part of the song. But you and I both is definitely just how I feel. Not even about I don't think I'm hopelessly romantic just in romantic relationships. I think I'm hopelessly romantic in friendships. Um, Actually, one of the very first songs that Tori showed me that she, she kind of used in the sense of our friendship. And I, every time I hear that song, I think of her immediately. And I think especially the part in the song where it's, um, it's okay if you have to go away, but just remember the telephones while they work both ways yeah. uh and if I never hear them ring um I really love that part because my entire life is like having to do long distance friendships and relationships um and I think it just speaks to what I really learned about friendships which is that they are reciprocal and they have to be um mutual and they have to be joint efforts my number four is Better Days by the Goo Goo Dolls, which I will still hold is an all-time favorite song. This really encapsulates my religious and faith side and um, the beauty, the true message of like, it's it's a Christmas song, mm-hmm. um, but truly it's the beauty of Christianity and what Christ really represents, and that's forgiveness and hope and um, better days. Um, and my singular favorite lyric of all time is, um, the one poor child who saved this world. And there's 10 million more that probably could, if we all just stopped and said a prayer for them is like, I'm going to get emotional now. just thinking about it, but I, I just, I really, really feel that. Mm-hmm. And then number five is it's still rock and roll to me by Billy Joel. And I love this one because this was the first song that I fell in love with to dance to. And it's the first song I ever really wanted to dance to, um, like do a tap dance to or whatever. It's just like, I love 
the message behind it. I it's my favorite Billy Joel song. It's it's so good, and I think it it's really the dance side of me. That's so weird that you say that because I feel like "Hold Back the River" is the song that if I could go back in time and do any solo to, it would be that song. I but could I, choreograph to that for you. Yeah, that you definitely could. Um, we'll okay. do it over Christmas. <laughs> Okay, so next on our list, I just want to kind of like ramble off some of our favorite artists that we love. Oh, gosh. Um, do you have a list that you made for yourself? Yeah, so I actually looked on my like Spotify stats. I don't know if you've like been up, been obsessed with this website as much as I have, because I feel like I'm always really surprised about how often I listen to really random songs. Um so my favorite artist of all time, and definitely in regards to my Spotify stats as well, are Ron Pope. I've loved him for as long as I can remember. Um, James Bay. Um, Niall Horan actually has a lot of his singles are in my top 10, which are was really surprising to me. That is um, surprising. Yeah. I think it's just because I love Put a Little Love on Me and I love his black and white and no judgment. Like I just, they're really good car songs for me. Um, Mm -hmm. And then like, I think my top two, which this will be no surprise to you, Ben Platt and then the the Queen Taylor Swift. You are such a Ben Platt fan, which is funny because I'm such a Ben Platt fan in his musical theater world. And I love his, his songs that he does. But I think Ben Platt, the artist that produces music, and Ben Platt, the artist that performs on Broadway, are very different people in my mind. Yeah. And I struggle to listen to him for that reason. And, like, I love his Dear Evan Hansen performances, and I love his acting abilities. But I just think he, for me, his music is kind of realistic it's not hopeless it's very much like my favorite song that one of my favorite songs of his that really started my love for his music was grow as we go and Mm -hmm. it's and he talks about this in a radio city performance that he that he did where he was in a relationship and because he's he's gay the guy that he was dating was trying to say like, oh, I need to be on my own. I need to explore myself. And he said that he thinks that that is sometimes a cop-out answer that people use because it puts you on good terms when you end a relationship because you can't fault someone for wanting to grow. But he said, I don't know, it's, it's just a really interesting song, especially at this time in life, because I feel like a lot of relationships are either deciding, are we going to grow together and our anxieties and our problems, or are we going to break up because we need to grow apart in order to grow back together so I love that song but then also he just came out with a new album and um my life I feel like all of my favorite songs really have to do with who I am as a person in the certain moment of the day and he came out with um some really great songs that I love that are in my top 10 um for the month of August which were um I I want to love you but I don't I listened to that when you sent it to me and I, it's really, it's a hard song to listen to. Yeah. And then, um, his song carefully, and it's just talking about, it's kind of like the opposite of grow as we go. Like if you need to 
break, if you need to break up with me in order to do what's best for you, like, please do it carefully. And I just think it's like the most beautiful song. Um, and I don't know. I just love him so much because he like, he gets it and he's very mature and very, um, he definitely takes like a third party view in, in his relationships, which I just, I just love. I just love him. He is a very honest songwriter. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciate that about him. And what's weird, and I think you just said it by saying he's a third party, sometimes to his relationships is that he is writing songs that are autobiographical, but they don't feel autobiographical in the same way that Taylor Swift songs do. Yes. They feel more like... they his songs feel more like life lessons. Like this is what will come out of this type of relationship. And he knows that because he's been through it. Not like this is what's happened in my life and how I'm processing it. Yeah. It feels his, it feels more meta. Yeah. Um, so actually the reason I wore this shirt, it's, um, Taylor Swift's Holy Ground lyrics. Um, I don't want to dance unless I'm dancing with you. I love the acoustic version of Holy Ground. I'm really sad we're not getting, uh, acoustic version of Holy Ground, but it's okay because it's on YouTube and I can listen to it whenever I want. But I love that song because she's just, she's like really missing, the person, the person that she was with and just saying like, I don't want to dance unless I'm dancing with you, but I'm, I would like rather dance alone type of thing. And he has a song called dancing. I think it's dance with you. And he, he kind of has a play on words. Like he does say, I don't want to, he kind of has like the same meaning. I don't want to dance unless I'm dancing with you, but it's like more like, we're just dancing around the obvious, like we're going to dance together, but it's going to be like this really awkward, like, there's going to be an elephant in the room. And I think it's so funny how two of my favorite artists have the same lyric, but they're just totally two different Different takes. Yeah. That is so interesting. I want to go back to Ron Pope that you said was in your top. Um, I only listen really consistently to drop in the ocean, Mm -hmm. but one of the, he has one of my favorite lyrics of all time, which is, um, I'm going to get it wrong and I think you'll be able to correct it for me. He is, he is dropping the ocean. Correct. I'm not. Okay. Is, uh, the last thing I'll say is I was a boy who loved a woman, like a little girl Mm -hmm. and I can't just say how much that lyric (laughs) could be said for every relationship that's ever gone wrong, not just in my life, but I see it happening to my friends. Like it, and I I don't mean to be, you know, gender typical or gender hating, but I think because women mature, like we know this from scientific studies, women mature faster than men. And I think, you know, sometimes it's not that the, the boy, I guess he's, you know, I'm really referring to boys at this point, not men. Um, It's not that the boy is toxic or harmful or a player he doesn't know how to love someone in a mature way. He doesn't know how to love a woman. He is loving a woman like you would love a little girl. And those are very two, those are two very different things. Yeah. And so I really, I, every time that lyric like comes on when I'm listening to the song, I like scream, sing it. I think it's so good. 
Yeah, I, I really love his music. He has a lot of, um, I would put him in the category with like Ben Rector and like the people who want to find like alternative wedding songs. Like he's kind of in that realm because he is a songwriter who loves his wife so much and really uses her as his muse. And I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, the songs that I like from him though, aren't very popular. My favorite song of all time, this has not changed in the past 10 years is I'm yours by Ron Pope. And it's just like, it's just very much like the, I mean, like the first line of the song is like, um, it talks about like this. I can't think of it off the top of my head for some reason right now, because I know it so well, it's like not coming to me, but it talks about like, just like the swinging of her hips and like how he loves that. And he loves the way she moves and the way that she is. And it's just one of those songs that I want to be played at my wedding. And I think that's why I hold his songs so near and dear to my heart. I don't listen to them very often because they have such a certain mood that I love. And I don't know, he's just, he's a really interesting writer in the way that he writes in metaphors all the time. Like he has a song called, I do not love you. And it's a very happy and positive song, but it's all metaphorically based and I just love the way he paints pictures. They're really beautiful. I Do you feel like you're attracted to lyrics more that are metaphorical or ones that are very direct and to the point and like take the feeling out of your gut? Um, I feel it's more like songs that take my heart out of my chest and are just like holding it. Um, that actually brings me to a point and you're g- going to roll your eyes at me. I feel like I've 1000% taken this podcast over because I'm was just had so many thoughts about it. I want to talk about the song you were in love with Taylor Swift. This song, mm-hmm. I feel like in her fandom, people don't listen to this song because it's hard to listen to if you're not in love with someone. And so if people don't know the backstory of this song, it was rumored that it was written about Jack Antonoff and is it Leah Durnham? What's her her name? I don't know. I I know, obviously I see her in pictures with them all the time, but. I can't think of the woman's name, but it is a mutual friend. It was Jack Antonoff's girlfriend at the time. They're no longer together, but. In her 1989 era, which I believe that I am in as well right now, um, she writes this song as a outside looking in perspective to this relationship. And in this song, it's just very much like how you know that you're in love with a person. And a lot of people like the words in this song that it's like in her bridge and she goes, pauses, um, strange look on your face. Um, what are the words to this song? Um, look, looks One like night he wakes, a strange look on his face, pauses, then says, you're my best friend. Yes. Everyone likes that lyric because it's like, it's really cute. It's really sweet. It's Taylor Swift's bridge and she's known for her bridges. But that is not the line that I like in this song at all. There's two lines that stand out to me. One is in the bridge. One is not. In the bridge, she says, he keeps his word. And for once you let go of your fears and your ghost. And I love that line because it's like in a healthy relationship, you're actually able to trust this person because he's there for you. He's actually saying what he's meaning. He's meaning what he's doing. 
And I love that line. But then the second line that made me fall in love with the song to the point where I can't listen to the song anymore is, and you understand now why they lost their minds and fought the wars and why I've spent my whole life trying to put it into words. Because I feel like Taylor Swift's like, Jack, like, this is why I write all of my songs about love. Like, this is why when we are in the studio, it's only about love because it is the most magical feeling on earth. Like, I feel like she isn't talking to anyone else in the song, but Jack in that moment. And she's like, this is why I do what I do. Like, do you understand it now? And I think that's really beautiful. I love that a lot. I, um, those are two lyrics that I really like in that song. Mm-hmm. I think that that song is chock full of, of good little nuggets. It's a lot like, um, and, and I, you know, I guess this makes sense because they're from the same album. It's a lot like Blank Space where it feels like a lot of one-liner hits, like a lot of like each of those lines itself can stand up on its own each of those lyrics um and I think she was really songwriting in that way she was really like a phrase would come to her and she'd write it down in her notes and then she would put it all together which we know because she has said um that's how she was writing um a lot at that point in her life Mm -hmm. so I want to talk about my top artists of all time I pulled them up because I knew my last like my recent ones because it shows me that on my app which my recent ones are pretty interesting. Um, But my all-time ones, I'm not surprised by, except for number two. So number one is Taylor Swift. Yeah. Obby. Um, You know, I hate that. Please edit that out. Number two is Jonas Brothers. Um, I love the Jonas Brothers. (laughs) I mean, same, but considering the fact that, like, I'm not out here listening to Burning Up and Love Bug and When You Look Me in the Eyes all the time. They have some amazing songs off their, their like, latest group album. I'm very happy with the singles they've been releasing lately. I'm very excited for the single that will be released on the 17th that they played at Red Rocks this past weekend. Yes. But I am surprised it's above some of these other artists. But I have um, that really that in a second. That does surprise mm-hmm. me. Like I, I'm not. I have a lot of Jonas Brothers songs in my top fifty. I have a lot of DNC E in my top mm-hmm. five, actually. But um, I'm really surprised that it's number two. I am too, because I guess my point is. I'm not listening to a large variety of them enough to make them a top five. Clearly I'm listening to, and I know what it is. I'm listening to two or three specific songs over and over again. Um, Number three, not surprised is Hosier. And if we added in the amount of times I listened to Hosier on my vinyl, on my record player, I think it would be higher. Um, Number four is Bad Sons, and number five is AJR. I believe all of those, yeah. And I have seen three out of these five artists in in concert. Mm-hmm. I've seen Taylor Swift, Jonas Brother, and AJR. And I would say AJR was probably my favorite concert. Wow, what a statement. So, and I'd like to defend that because I know that you're, like, kind of, like, 
what the hell. Taylor Swift will never be topped in terms of putting a concert together. No one puts on a show like she does. No one comes up with themes and transitions. Her transitions are flawless. Can we all state that Tori never went to the Reputation Stadium tour? And I feel like that is a huge factor in this. Okay, I went to 1989, so... I understand that, but Reputation was a million times better than 1989. I disagree. You didn't go to it. You can't I've say that. I've seen the Netflix thing. It wasn't, it's not the same as being there in concert. Did you go to 1989? Yes. I've been to every single Taylor all right, show. You know what? We're not all <laughs> as blessed as you. Okay. So, but I wanted to explain. AJR was a Tuesday night concert basically I think it was Tuesday or Thursday night it was a Thursday night concert I bought the tickets two days before for 20 bucks and it was incredibly small was in this like arena this it wasn't an arena it was in this venue that's straight up like a high school auditorium basically without any seating it's like super janky and I realized after that I freaking love small concerts I love a select group of people that are like really into the same thing. Yeah. And, and it's not the lack of enthusiasm because like Taylor Swift fans, I would say are die harder than anyone else, but it's like, yeah, this sense of feeling known that can only come when you're in a smaller group for me. I, th- I believe that because I have yet to see Ron Pope live because you have to be 21 in order to see him. And he didn't tour when I was 21 or 22 and then COVID hit. And now he is just touring again in 2022. And so I have yet to see him and he only plays at like breweries or coffee shops like really mm-hmm. small 50 people venues because not everyone loves him as much as I do and yeah. I am so excited to see him live next year so I will I'll come back to this conversation however I have seen reputation <laughs> that's true or live well, I want to go through each of these five and I want to bring out some lyrics really quick because I feel like that's the vibe we're going with. Skip Taylor Swift lyrics because I think we can do like a whole half an hour on her. On Skip. It. Okay. Can I bring out one lyrics with her? One lyric with her because it's not from New Romantics. And I think that's surprising because that's my all time favorite Taylor Swift song. Yeah, go for it. My favorite lyrics right now are I really love the song from Folklore Peace and everybody like Kelsey it's not my favorite song from Folklore okay Peace is my favorite Taylor Swift song yes and it's Kelsey's favorite I think it's people who are very healthy it's their favorite but um my favorite part from this song is your integrity makes me seem small you paint dreamscapes on the wall. I talk shit with my friends. It's like I'm wasting your honor. I knew you were going to say that. Matt's favorite is give you my wild, give you a child, give you the silence that only comes when two people understand each other. Yeah. Family that I chose now that I see your brother as my brother. He really feels like that's how he feels about me. And it really upsets him that the your integrity makes me seem small part 
yeah reminds me of him because he's like I don't think he likes the idea that I feel that way but Matt is so good and he makes me want to be so much better yeah and that's that's when I'm like the way he speaks about other people for the most part is very inspiring to me so I'm moving on no, oh, sorry. we're not moving on because Peace is my favorite <laughs> Taylor Swift song. Of and I love every bit of that song. I love the production. I love how simple it is. Like it's a very, it's a very Monday song. Like it's just mm-hmm. it's there. And I, and I feel like it's not a lot of people's favorites on folklore, but I love it because I, in my life right now, I think it just mirrors my life. And I used to love the song Afterglow. It was, that was, it's the only song that has ever taken Afterglow. And Afterglow is all about the girl being full of anxiety and just like, like meet me when I am done being nuts. And mm-hmm. then this is like more of the, I've accepted that I am a little crazy. And are you going to love that about me or hate that about me? And in her world like joe loves that about her and so i just love the character development and also the fact that i have reached that stage of my life where it's like i'm never going to be able to give you peace because i'm a hopeless romantic i'm very nostalgic i dream i fantasize about everything but like are you okay to do that with me and that's like kind of only what i'm seeking in life right now is someone who can who, who can do that with me i agree with you I love that about this song as well, because as someone who really struggles with anxiety and I especially have like relationship anxiety and I have a fear of intimacy in the form of fear of engulfment, which is something not talked about. We'll talk about that on another podcast. Um, I constantly am questioning everything I do in my life. And that includes Matt. And he is so steadfast and at the end of the day, like I can never give peace to our relationship, but at the end of the day, like what I come back to is what I think Taylor Swift come back, comes back to in this song, which is the friendship. Mm-hmm. Like there is all this crap. There's all this both internal strife and external strife in her life. There yeah. are things that are coming from her and she's crazy, but there are also things that are crazy that are no fault of her own. But what isn't affected is the friendship between her and her lover. And I, I really like relate to that. And my favorite lyrics in peace are the ones that deal with that. Like, and I would die for you in secret, the devil's in the details, but you've got a friend in me and I'd give you my sunshine, give you my best, but the rain is always going to come if you're standing with me. I love that. She like, she's very self-aware and I love that, but she's also like, I'm going to be the I'm going to be my best for you because I want this to be super strong. So yeah, I love, I love that too. Okay. I'm going to cut us off now because we'll keep going about Taylor Swift on to Jonas brothers underrated song. That is my favorite off of their um, happiness begins album is don't throw it away, which is very continuous of the peace vibe, which is basically about a girl who's like ready to, throw her relationship away and give it all up um because she's anxious um and I love didn't play this song at the concert correct yeah and Justine can attest to the fact that I was fucking pissed (laughs) Jonas Brothers no way 
you're listening to this, but I want it to be out there in the universe and I'm still mad. Um, but I love just right away. I love the first verse, take pictures out of all the frames, pack up your love with all your things, see if it helps give it a week. I bet no one else gets you like me and the confidence it takes to say that to someone I'm like, oh my God, literally Matt has been like, sure. Okay, fine. Like do it. <laughs> like, like, it's just sort of this, like, no, no one else is a better friend and partner to you and, and vice versa. Um, and so the whole thing is don't throw it away this time. Just take a little time to think, don't forget to think of me. And then my favorite, favorite part is your mind is messing with your head again. And I, I really love that because, and, and Justine and I have been on this thing lately because I've been in this self-discovery mode of, I do have a mind that messes with me and my, um, anxiety feels like gut. It feels like intuition sometimes and it's not. And so something I'm really trying to learn is to be able to differentiate intuition from anxiety because both are feelings that you get like internally in your stomach. Um, but they're very different. Okay. So next is Hosier. And I wanted to bring out like real people do. These are all romantic songs. I suck. Um, but like real people do, I actually, this, um, this song reminds me a lot of Matt, but it also reminds me a lot of you and our friendship. And I was just about to say that. It's the part, it's, I think it's a pre-chorus. I don't think this is actually the chorus. I think it's the pre-chorus. And he says, I will not ask you where you came from. I will not, not ask and neither should you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really, really like that because I think it goes like, you know, that quote where it's like true friendship is, or how beautiful it is to be, to understand and to be understood. Yeah, I was going to mention the line, um, so I will not ask you why you were creeping in some sad way I already know. And I feel like that that line always makes me think of you because we've we've talked about this in our introduction, and I'm sure we'll talk about this more, how well we know each other. And it's just when you come to me, I kind of already know what you're going to say. I already know how you're going to feel about it. And so it's, just, it's almost comforting that it's like, it's creepy, but sad, but it's also comforting. Yeah. Yeah. I really, I really love it. Um, and I, I love that in our friendship, I don't have to explain myself. Yeah. And you wouldn't ask me to explain myself. Um, okay. For bad son, since I already talked about cardiac arrest, which is my favorite song, I went with a song that I think is underrated from them and it's their song called Violet. And the chorus is all I want is you, your violet disposition, my unsound intuition. And I just really like that because I have unsound intuition. Um, And I think it's a very like leaning into instability uh, is the the vibe I get from the song. Um, And I, I like that idea. And lastly, for AJR, what else would I talk about except the song Turning Out, um, which is so great. And I really love, um, 
am I ready for love or maybe just a best friend? Should there be a difference? Do you have instructions? Maybe I'm stuck on what I see on TV. I grew up on Disney, but this don't feel like Disney. And I really, and also the very first verse, but I'm confused. I thought I'd recognize when love was true, but I'm confused. I love All of that. So, so much. When it's broken down, it's one of the most heartbreaking songs of all time, but also it's so sweet and endearing and love lovely. And it's a song that everyone needs to listen to at least once in their life. I think I just really love it because it's like, hey, you know what has really screwed up um, my ish, like my ability to recognize and receive love um, media and what we've been taught about relationships. Um, And I just love the maybe just a best friend should there be a difference. Mm -hmm. And so I just really love that. So those are my top five artists of all time, according to Spotify. Yes. Um, I also want to talk about my top 10 songs that in the past four weeks, I've been listening to a lot. Um, and I'll just go down them really quickly because I've covered some of them. Um, number one is I don't want to love you, but I I want to love you, but I don't by Ben Platt. Um, the second one is D- DNA by Lanny. And the reason I love this song is because um, it talks about how you would rather not love someone than love them half-assed. And I that's like a huge concept in my life. So I love that song. Um, and then the reason I wanted to bring this up is because I know Tori loves the song too. And my number three most listened to song for the past few months has been People Watching by um, Kanan Gray. I love that song. It's so good. It's such a beautiful song and very, very self-aware. Should we, for the pod, or for the playlist we're making to go on with this podcast, um, I'd like to propose that the playlist is just every song we've mentioned by name. Yes, that's what I was planning. Oh, okay, cool. Like a listening guide. Okay, cool. Sorry. Yeah. I'll probably write down the songs when I edit. Wait, I'm confused. Are you doing last four weeks or last six months? Um, right I did last four weeks, I think. Okay, cool. Okay. Keep going. Um, that, so number four is so random. I love finding new artists on TikTok. That's like my favorite thing. Um, and there's this girl named Erin Kinsley and she wrote the song, Just Drive. And it's just about, I, yeah, Tori's definitely heard the song. I don't know why I love this song, but it's just one of my favorite songs to drive and listen to. And I do a lot of driving do a lot of driving right now. And I just, for some reason that has made it into my top 10 for August, which is crazy. Um, another one, no surprise is August by Taylor Swift. I just feel like I've been listening to that song a lot lately. Um, love that. Love that. Um, like also that song is beautiful. One of her best songs written with Jack Antonoff. Um, number six, Tori introduced me to this song into this band is a miracle a mile away by bad sons. Yay, I love that. All of these songs remind me of one person, so it's really funny. Um, Carefully by Ben Platt, already mentioned. Value by Tori Kelly. Hopeless Romantics by James T.W. And then September by James Arthur. I think it's funny that I have an August and September on this playlist, but. Very seasonally appropriate. Yeah. Um, And then I don't know if you want to mention your top, like top songs of all time that you've listened to 
my three, which is so crazy. I wouldn't, you're going to like laugh at me. My number one most played song on Spotify is Afterglow by Taylor Swift. Not That's not a surprise. Number mm-hmm. two is Truthfully by DNCE. I like that song. And then number three is Sympathy by the Goo Goo Dolls. <gasps> Love that song. And if anyone is our age and doesn't know that song, you are lying because it's played in another Cinderella story with Hilary Duff and Chad Michael Murray. And that entire movie has great songs. It's a great soundtrack. It has a great score. It's amazing. You know, it's a great song. What? That I've been listening to consistently, but not often since starting college is Unwell by Matchbox 20. That is a fantastic song. I also- I'm not crazy. I'm just a little unwell. So good. Okay. So I would like to talk about my top songs because <laughs> I think it um, really illustrates the <laughs> issue of having um, a like job hobby if you will whatever you want to call my choreography um and my personal life merge on one app so for the last four weeks my top three my top three songs are all songs I am either I've already choreographed to or I'm dabbling with choreographing to or I know I'm choreographing to number one is call on me the Grace Grundy cover because that's Mary Grace and Selena's duo. Number two is Everybody Wants to Rule the World, Lord cover. I love that song. I danced to that song my senior year and it was awesome. I've been playing around with choreographing to it. Um, number three <laughs> is Thrift Shop by Macklemore. No, I will, oh, not, yeah. I will not edit that song for you. Sorry. I, mm, well, too bad. You know, you're going to say yes. Um, I just haven't asked you yet because I don't know how I want to cut. And I think I just need help. Number four is False God by Taylor Swift. Oh, I would die to see you choreograph that song. That's not a choreography one. That's a personal one. And so is number five, which is um, Leave by JoJo. Get out right now. It's the end of you. I thought it was Jojo Siwa and I was like, no, <laughs> no, like, oh, like OG early 2000s Jojo, her song Leave. Not and that's that, been, not that I would be mad about a Jojo song because some of my top artists are like Hannah Montana because of my little sisters, but no, but that one's definitely um, reflecting. I had a relationship that um, I, this person is someone that I, I have a very tumultuous friendship with and um, I was very much done with it. And so I've been listening to that song as I have been emotionally letting go of this person. Lastly, and this is the last thing I'll talk about with my stats. I find it interesting and yours was the same way that we both had songs by people our, our all-time songs were by artists that are not in our all-time artists. Like Google Dolls was not a top five artist for you, but they were a top five all-time song for you. Yeah. My number one is not even a top 10 artist. And it's also 
like not an emotionally deep song. <laughs> My number one all-time song is Hold Tight by Sabrina Carpenter. Another great artist that I can't believe we haven't mentioned yet. Yeah. Um, that's not even my favorite song by her. I think it's a song that I know that I, I just love to dance to. I love to jam out to. I don't, you know what it is? These are songs I don't skip. That's what it is. Yeah, that's, because that's it, my all time. Like I never, I have never skipped Sympathy, Truthfully or Afterglow. That's the thing is, Spotify doesn't count it if you don't listen to it all the way. Yeah. Okay, so hold tight. Number two is False God. Shocker. Number three is Lovers by Anna of the North. Great song if you never heard it. It's in the To All the Boys I Loved Before movie. Cruel Summer by Taylor Swift. I would have not guessed that at all. It's it's the whole song. And number five... Is Body by Loud Luxury and Brando. Interesting. The body on that. Yeah. Losing a, I love that song. There, you know what all these songs have in common is I can jam to them. They're all very jam vibe songs. And mine are all really um depressed. No, I'm just kidding. No, they're all depressing. And I love depressing songs. I love to sing depressing songs, even when I'm happy. I did, I did note that I have four Christmas songs in my top 10. Uh, it's fine that's fine well if you think about it I chose a Christmas song for my top five yeah but it's not like it's not on explicitly like yeah I would just like so Justine and I have a bit of a friendship um issue um whatever and that I do not celebrate Christmas until Thanksgiving is finished and Justine will listen to Christmas music in fucking March or July, whatever she wants to do. Like it's to the point where um, I'm celebrating my last day at my old job on Thursday. And my boss was like, is there anything that you want to do for your last day? And I was like, I have an idea. And he's like, is it Christmas themed? And I said, yes. And he's like, I knew that I already had that planned. Like that's that so funny. That's I'm trying to find my Christmas playlist. Um, I knew that I, I told Tori I wouldn't bring this up, but I just want to share with you my the songs that are in my um, top Christmas songs. And it's Christmas Tree Farm by Taylor Swift. No surprise there. It's good. Uh, it's Christmas the Whole Year Round by Sabrina Carpenter. Oh. And Christmas in New York by Leah Michelle. Yep. That fits. Which are... The greatest songs of all time. Oh, and like it's Christmas by the Jonas Brothers is also in there. I forgot. Interesting. So they're all very contemporary. I think I got really into Christmas music during COVID because it was like the only thing that brought joy um, when I was living alone. And so that is why my Christmas list is so high up there because I would play it all the time. And for some reason, I never got sick of it. I don't know why. Hmm. Also, can we talk for a second about just Taylor Swift? Because I feel like so many of our favorite songs are by her. I wrote down off the top of my head, my favorite songs from her right now. So I don't know if you could just like ramble off your favorites right now. 
Um, mine are Ivy, long story short, London Boy. I have literally listened to the song London Boy five million times this past week simply to hear the song um, Show Me a Gray Sky, Irene and Cab Ride, Babes Don't Threaten Me with a Good Time. Like, that's the only line I care about in that song. Endgame is a huge one that I love now. Yes. Renegade. I love that song. Um, Death by a Thousand Cuts. And then I'm going to say Wish You Would slash the entire 1989 album because I feel like I have transitioned and been in my 1989 era, which is great because Taylor was also 24 and I'm 24. And so I feel like it's just hitting at the right time. At the moment... Um, I, I'm okay doing this if I can caveat it with like, this is right now, which is what you seem to be doing. Yeah. I could never, it's really hard to pick a all-time favorite Taylor Swift songs just because they change daily. Yeah. Lately it's been a lot of lover, um, So lately I, and even just like with this past trip, I'm trying to think. Okay. I'm ready. Um, false (laughs) God. Don't blame me. Um, I've been listening to gold rush a lot Mm -hmm. and I've been listening to, um, I've been listening to Ivy a lot as well. And I've been listening a lot to I've been listening a lot to Treacherous. I love Treacherous. That's one of my faves. It's because I'm preparing myself for Red. I've been re-listening to Red a lot and it's made me realize that I don't like Red. I do, but it's not, it's just not. For those of you who can't see my jaw just dropped. Like I love red, but like, okay, all too, I think it's just because I overplayed red because it, we had it for such a long time. Like we mm. had like a healthy amount between red and 1989. We had like full two years and I, I was a, I was in high school with red and I feel like I'm just, I think it's because I'm out of the feeling of red that I don't want to relive it. And so I'm yeah. having a hard time getting excited for red. I think when we were playing with the Easter eggs of, of it being 1989, I was so much more excited about that because I feel like it would have hit really hard, but with like, I'm really excited to listen to the 10 minute version of all too well. Um, but I don't think I'll ever listen to it. Like I'll choose to listen to it. No, no. I'm the only song that if I could have one song right now and I would be so satisfied with my entire Taylor Swift life would be better man. Um, I listen to the bluebird version on YouTube I think at least once a day, because I love that song so much. Um, so I'm ready to have that song in Taylor Swift's words and mouth and voice. But I'm like, I'm not excited for the 
I am excited. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm a huge Taylor Swift fan. So I'm super excited for the Taylor Swift version of red, but I just don't, it's going to be like fearless. Like I'm out of the fearless stage of life. So I don't think it's going to be something that I listen to very often. I'm still going to stick to evermore folklore rep lover 1989. I've been listening a lot to you're not sorry from fearless kind of goes along with the leave vibes I also am very um very excited for the Taylor's version of the last time because that is my all-time favorite Taylor Swift collaboration that there's no better duet than that yeah I'm yeah I love Gary Lightbody I love Snow Patrol um and I love his voice and I love the lyrics and I love them it's so good and it's so forgotten about. Yeah. I think it's better than the Bonnie Bear duets. Yeah. I think I love Bonnie Bear. So I don't know. I, I also love him by himself as well. I love, he has, you have to listen to his albums on vinyl though. I think there's no. I love Bonnie Bear's work. Have you heard the song Me? Mm-hmm. The production of that is insane. I want to choreograph to that so bad. I have it saved for when Mary Grace is older. Um, Also, have you heard Birch? Yeah. The new Red Machine, whatever. I really like that song. It's it's long. It's like almost six minutes, but it is a good song. Right. Yeah. I love a lot of songs on Big Red Machine. I think it's a really interesting project that they did. Mm Mm-hmm. For sure. I um, have been listening and I I feel like we do a lot of plugging of other podcasts on our podcast. And I think that we should get more recognition for the fact that we're doing that. I think that's very awesome of us. There's this podcast called Song Exploder by Rishi Haraway, where he talks about just like very popular songs and he speaks with the people that created them. And I mean, it's even just like the Game of Thrones uh, intro titles song, like just really cool things. And one of my all time favorite songs is Ophelia by the Lumineers. And there was an episode about that song on Song Exploder. And I didn't know that the like the beat, like the downbeat of that whole song was created by them stomping in the corner of a room. Yeah, that's like a bad guy. And um the Australian street signs. Yeah, I really, I think, and we talk about this all the time. Like I used to be so lyrics based and since dating Matthew, who's so composition based, I've now like merged into the production world, um, which isn't quite his world because I think he likes more stripped down, pure production, like just straight up composition, like, he's such a jazz lover and a classical lover and really likes like Hans Zimmer's, you know, interstellar soundtrack, uh, which is super awesome. But I love listening to production. Um, Have you listened to Lord's album yet? Yes. I was listening to it a few weeks ago. Um, I started listening to it in the shower. I, there was one song. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of like new artists. We haven't touched on Olivia Rodrigo, um, Ed Sheeran. Everyone's um, talking about Olivia Rodrigo, though. That's true. 
Um, not that I don't, I, I mean, she's great. She deserves all the hype she gets. Oh, you know, um, the song that I've really been in love with is low key in love. Yeah. That's a great song. Um, I've been obsessed with this song. I sent it to Tori. I don't know if you've listened to it. The young blood song by Noah Cahan. Uh-huh. I've been really loving that song. Um, what is the most recent podcast you've made? That I've made? Yeah. Left for like life isn't linear. No, no, no. I'm sorry. What is the most recent playlist you've made? Oh, um, <laughs> I keep doing that. I can't think about podcast versus playlist. Um, I, I, like I said, the home, I update my home playlist a lot. Um, um, I think it's my Rhode Island playlist, but this playlist has all of the same type of artists. So it has Hozier, it has Joshua Radin, it has Sleeping at Last, it has John Mayer, it has Jason Mraz, Howie Day, Boynes Avenue, Lighthouse, Ingrid Michaelson, The Google Dolls, Five for Fighting, Plain White Tees, Ed Sheeran, The Fray. Very early 2000s. Yeah, it's just like um, Gavin DeGraw, who I love, uh, Matthew Nathanson. It's just like all of the, all of the people who were coming into fruition when One Tree Hill was on and like who they loved playing as like the romantic songs that Mm -hmm. is like that's how I picture Rhode Island in my head is to be this very like dreamy I don't know like this it's like the sounds that their guitars make in all of these songs it's that like really low electric guitar it's like the John Mayer guitar I don't know what it is that like it's like that is how I picture I not picture I remember Rhode Island being and I don't know if that's because we were playing so much Ron Ron Pope and we were on the drives there but that is just um it's like one of my favorite playlists to listen to to work and just to like vibe with yeah it's the the dreamy electric guitar. I know what you're talking about. I also like recently, slow dancing in a burning room type guitar. I also recently made a playlist called The Interstate um, from my friend Alicia. And the the one song that inspired the entire playlist is We Don't Have to Take Our Clothes Off. Um, I like the voice cover of it by Ellie Lawrence. Um, mm-hmm. And there's um, one of my favorite songs is Beige by York Lore. It's in the movie um, After, which is a terrible movie, terrible book, and never watch it unless you want to be really invested like me. Bungalow by Scott Hellman. Those, I love that song too. It has like, talk- my favorite. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, just, it just has all my favorite car jams. I want to talk about three not mainstream songs that I've been two that are all-time songs I come back to one that's been new um that my new off the beaten past song that I've fallen in love with is the song pasta by new rules have you heard that okay literally this on my vibe playlist this it's on my 3L playlist straight up the first Literally. lyric I saw it out of the gate is 
all she wanted was a bowl of pasta. And I thought it was really funny. So I put it on my 3L playlist for my friend Sarah, who has a an Instagram account called But Make It Pasta. She makes her own pasta. It's very good. Everyone go follow But Make It Pasta. And I was like, oh, this is definitely Sarah. I'll put it on my 3L playlist. Well, I listened to the whole song and um, the lyrics <laughs> are so good. I'm Googling them right now. It says... Um, all she wanted was a bowl of pasta without anybody looking at her. So I asked her, baby, what's the matter with that? She said, I know it's stupid, but it's complicated. There's been a lot of pressure on me lately to wake up every day and look amazing. So I said, you're the prettiest thing in the world. Look at what we've done to the girl. And I was like, <laughs> I thought this was like a funny song. And it turns out to be this like really endearing, sweet song that I've been very fascinated with how teenage girls and therefore even young adult women now how our psyche has been unalterably changed by social media I also another oh sorry I just want to go through your 3L playlist because it's one of my faves I listen to it a lot he has um seasons by need to breathe great song you have the outside by 21 pilots great song like 1999 by the Valley, which I think I recommended to you. Great song. Mm-hmm. Sleep on the Floor by the Lumineers. Fabulous song. Like there are so many good songs on here. But Girls like, just want to have fun by Miley Cyrus. <laughs> yeah, but then there's also like four or five seconds by Rihanna and Kanye West and Paul McCartney and a hundred years by Five for Fighting, which is a super important song in my life. Um, don't throw out my Legos by AJR. Like there's so many good songs on this playlist. It's a very um, last year of school of my life playlist yeah. and all the feelings that come with that. Hence, once again, back to the very beginning of this podcast, I create playlists that describe how I feel or evoke how I feel. Okay. So um, because you were talking about the sounds of the low electric guitar that like that's how you feel like Rhode Island sounds Mm -hmm. that reminded me of a song that has my all-time favorite guitar sound in it is that weird it's like the way it sounds gives me chill I'm like oh I'm getting chills now just thinking about it it's the song for me it's you by low moon and hold on I'm gonna I'm gonna play this because I want to give people the time stamp for people listening along at home, this is For Me, It's You by Low Moon. And the, my favorite sound in the world, my favorite guitar sound, is at 135. Yeah, it's at 135. Okay. The last song I wanted to talk about was um, the song Slow Down My Thoughts by, I think, Zachary Knowles. Yeah, Zachary Knowles. And I think it's a lot of like how I feel about anxiety and it's I love the lyrics and the vibe of it but I love the song of it too so those are three like maybe you know songs you haven't heard before Mm -hmm. that I would suggest to people yes really love those Tori what is our next week's podcast about do I get to pick the topic since you yes okay which is funny because I absolutely wanted to do this topic and loved it we should talk about toxic relationships and friendships 
and kind of go back to our very like really get back to our theme in a literal sense and talk about like getting people out of our way like that clearly are just not going to get out of our way themselves I love that I fully support we will see you next week see you next week bye bye